generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. We're celebrating Jesus this morning. He's risen. His reason. Is somebody excited? That no matter what may have buried you, I'm going to speak for a few minutes. But no matter what you feel buried under, subdued by, overwhelmed by, the life of God is on the inside of you. Because he is risen, you are risen. Because he came out of the grave, you're not going to end up in the grave. Because he overcame death, you are a death overcomer. Somebody give God praise this morning. I didn't say give me praise. I said give God praise this morning. Ah, I see that we're still we're still warming up. Hold it. Now, how do you celebrate when you've just registered a major victory in your life? Some of you are still not getting it. How would you celebrate if all of a sudden they said to you, your mom doesn't have that sickness anymore. Your dad is not owing that money anymore. Your sister just had the baby after 13 years of waiting on a miracle. Somebody shout, yeah, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Look at somebody said neighbor. Jesus is reason. Look at somebody said neighbor. Jesus is reason. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Matthew 25. Let me do this in 13 minutes. 13, 15 minutes. They're about. And then we have some really amazing things lined up. It's good to see everybody. Those of us who were at immersion, Katuze labor, a bazovo gotoya, fire ya 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 ya. Shambo kozas. It's good to see how you doing. Give somebody a fire-inducing high five. <laughs> Not blister, fire, and tell them the fire is on you. For those who couldn't make it, we prayed for you. You will catch that fire. You'll be sleeping and be dreaming of fire. How many of you heard some of those songs playing in your dreams when you just just <laughs> all in your subconscious mind? I woke up singing. La Kobasa. <laughs> make me hotter than before. Ayabas. Oh my goodness. God is stirring something in our lives and it's going to spread. You know, normally we have immersion twice. Now immersion is the three-day separation, consecration. And we just spend a lot of time praying in the Holy Spirit, singing spiritual songs, um, chanting, prophesying, making declarations, and going in the Word. What do you say? Backflipping. Rapping and trapping but not getting trapped. And one of the things that happens in that kind of atmosphere is that you have unusual strength. Like you literally come in contact with the 
divine energy. Yeah? So yesterday by four, you guys were already looking all limp and... <sighs> Is that what you guys were doing? Like... <laughs> I'll say, do you understand? Two people will say yes. My anointing is stronger than your tiredness. <laughs> and we, we kept on, right? Yeah. And then five. You know the truth was in my mind, I was thinking maybe 5.30, just give them 30 minutes break. I said no. If you give them a break, they might break down. You know, you got to drink Zobo and drink Konoa and all of those things. Doesn't anybody drink all of that? Like Acera. <laughs> Right, smoothies, smooth. Yeah, and then five o'clock, six o'clock, you guys were still praying. Seven o'clock. At that time, everybody knew that there was no break. There's no point, right? Six thirty, you just accept it. So you just, so you guys, the twelve hours of non-stop worship and prayer. Let's celebrate God for the strength that he gives we honor everybody who's with us for the first time Odoanya is good to see you let's celebrate Odoanya for the first time this good to see everybody a weasel weasel it's good to see you this morning Mr. Team Sir Victor we're up we're up kill him pump <laughs> Matthew 25. Matthew 25. We have, we have about three or four special things this morning. We have a very special guest with us in this first service. She's going to be ministering to us shortly. You guys are not excited about it. And then we have the King's Music Band. Leading us another segment of just uh, praiseful worship, worshipful praise. So the way it's going to be this morning is as the minister, just engage. Lie down if you want to lie down, shout, sing along, dance you know, dance prophetically, whatever it is, just immerse yourself. That's what we're doing this. You know, last, last uh, week we had weary dancing as in <laughs> when I say weary as in David's kind of People were even carrying chairs. Hey, hey, thank God nobody stripped their clothes. Say, so I want to be Davidic. It's Davidic praise. Davidic praise. And that was, that was good. That's powerful. But we also want to just honor God with instruments. So Psalm, Psalm 149. So praise Him with the harp and the timbrels and the cymbals. And so we want to use as many. The next time we do this, everybody's going to come with, a, with, with an instrument. We're going to get mouth organ, clarinet, flute. You get the, uh, is it OB or OP they call it? The Igbo flute. Shekere, tambourine, gong gong. You know, all of that. So, but this morning we're just going to have strings. And then second service, we're going to have the music band again. And we're going to have Otedola. Some of you that don't know him, you will know him today. All right. Matthew 28 from verse 1. Did I say 25? It's, it's Matthew. It's the word. It's human beings that made chapters and verses. God just spoke the word. 
Paul didn't write. Abiso, it's good to see you. Chalet, good to see you. Paul didn't write Ephesians. Now, this is chapter one. The chapters were created for referencing. I'm not excusing the mistake. I'm just, <laughs> just using it as a teaching opportunity. All right. Okay. Matthew 28. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, look at somebody say, there's a new dawn in your life. Let that sit in your spirit. It is the dawning of a new day. God is so deliberate that Jesus Christ rose from the dead at the dawning of a new day. Every time we acknowledge the resurrection of our Savior, we allow ourselves to experience the dawning of a new day. The awareness of resurrection initiates a new cycle, a new season in your life. It talks about a freshness. It says the Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. <laughs> and behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing, remember clothing from yesterday? Yes. As white as snow and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. I prophesy over your lives that everything that has been regulating areas of bondage in your life, everything that has been supervising cycles of delay, cycles of restriction, as the light of resurrection dawns in your hearts, they will become like dead men. Oh, Yabasa. They will become like dead men. In other words, they will be incapable of carrying out their enterprise of restriction. The days of being locked behind tombs are over. The days of being locked behind stones are over. That amen can be hotter. I said the days of being locked behind stones are over. That stone is rolled away. Verse 5, But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. There is a Jesus that you have known. That's the one you're coming to seek. The Jesus that you have known is the one that is crucified. But it said he is not here. For he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word somebody shout amen. amen i wish i had enough time to explain all the details but i'm not going to explain all the details of resurrection and all of that i'm going to extract some key verses good to see you richard some key uh, elements building up to the resurrection why did Jesus come to the earth? Why did he have to die? Why did he have to go through all of that? The Bible makes it very clear that the word became flesh. Why did that have to happen? Why couldn't the word just be preached? Let the word just be declared. But the word became flesh. Why? Because there was fallen humanity in flesh. 
And so because of substitutionary purposes, what does that mean? Because God had to literally take our place, not from a premise of I want to do you good, but from a premise of justice. What does that mean? The word says that the wages of sin is what? The wages of sin is? But the gift of God is everlasting life in? Christ Jesus. So please understand this. The, the gift of God is not everlasting life. It is everlasting life in Christ Jesus. Why? Because Christ Jesus is the container that makes the gift accessible. If I was going to give you gifts today and I say I'm going to give you the gifts of radio waves. You, your body is not designed to contain radio waves, right? So what do you have to do? You have to wear clothes that can contain the radio waves. You have to put on clothes that can accommodate that. So the gift of God, which is eternal life, cannot be received except through Christ Jesus. That's why John 14 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I am the casing that makes God gift, God's gift accessible by you. So there is no philosopher. There is no uh, teacher. There is no wise man. Mahatma Gandhi couldn't give us eternal life. Aristotle couldn't give us eternal life. Even great preachers like John Knox and Jonathan Edwards couldn't give us eternal life. Can I tell you that Mother Teresa did a lot of stuff, but she's not the author of eternal salvation come on somebody uh, can, can i tell you all the gurus of the world they may do some fantastic things but they are not the author of salvation why because for them to offer salvation they had to be as pure as god was had to be as pure as god was so the word became flesh so that through the flesh he would condemn sin in the flesh he had to take our place. Now what does that mean? That means that Jesus, God himself came as a man. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 1 Timothy 3 verse 16. It says to us that great is the mystery of godliness. That God was manifested in the flesh. Please notice that. He emphasizes that so often that God literally came in the flesh. Yeah. Imagine the God, the mind that created the entire universe, restricting himself into the walls of your body, of the human body, for 33 and a half years. It says this is the great, greatest mystery of God. As God was manifested in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. So even the angels saw God become man. That's why when that word says in Psalm 2, why, what is man that thou art mindful of him? That was Old Testament. In the New Testament, they now know that man is a big deal. For our or God to become like one of them and die for them. That's why in the New Testament, the word says that they are ministering spirits unto us who are the heirs of salvation. So we don't pray to angels. We don't bow to angels. We don't worship angels. Angels are at our beck and call. In the old times, they, they couldn't get it. You'll be sending us to protect this man, this man that even curse you and all of that. I said... Why are you mindful of him? Why are you so mindful of him? He says, well, what's the son of man that you even consider him? Because they looked at you. How they look at you? You're frail. You're, you're fragile. There's one angel took out 185,000 people in one night in six hours. That's one angel. Like, guy was just going, Phew. Phew. people were just falling and dying. 
She said, what, what's, what's, what's the big deal about this inner guy? Even though he has lovely beard and all of that. It's, what's, what's the big deal? The big deal is that man was made in God's image. The big deal is that God chose to live inside of man. The big deal is that the value of a thing is not just about that thing itself. The value of a thing is also the value of what was paid for it. So if you ever suffer from low self-esteem, remember that you were bought with a price. Oh, like, can I talk to somebody? That's why you can sell your body for the price that a man has to offer you. If a man wants to buy you, tell that person you can't afford this. Oh, some of you didn't hear that. Look at somebody say, you can't afford this. You can't, you can't afford this. This is priceless. This is worthy. This is excellent. For you to be able to afford this, you have to at least match the blood of Jesus. But there is no blood that is equal in strength and purity to the blood of Jesus. Slap somebody a palm, burning high five. Say, you can't afford this. Corinthians 6 19 20 you were booked with a price Ephesians 1 from 10 to 14 he talks about the purchased possession that you are the purchased possession and the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of your redemption so God bought you paid a price for you and he said I'm coming to pick you from the store of the earth but I've placed a seal on it. It's like you're going to an Apple store and say, I want to buy the, the I don't know, X, uh, what's, what's that phone I use? X has something, something, Max, whatever. Now, so I want to buy, but, but I still want to go and do some stuff, so I'm not taking the phone with me. But I've paid for it fully, even though I've not taken it out of the store. Now, because I've paid for it fully, it does not matter who comes into the store after me. They can't sell it anymore. This is the security of our salvation. The Holy Spirit is the stamp that you are sold out. I'm not for sale anymore. I'm not for sale to sin and slavery and drugs and alcohol and addiction. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of my redemption. I'm not for sale anymore. Look for three who tell them you can't sell me anymore. Or And do you know one day Jesus is coming back to the store called the earth. He's coming to the mall of humanity and is going to take us out of the store. We call it the rapture. He's going to snatch us out. Bring my stuff. It's mine. It's mine. So that's why Jesus had to come. Why do you have to come? The justice of God demanded death. What does that death mean? The wages of sin is death. Now let me, let me just explain that for somebody who might not know because some people might go like, oh God is a wicked God. He just wants to be killing, killing, killing people, right? No. It's like saying the punishment for putting your hand in fire is that you get burnt. So if I push, put your hand into the fire, I'm trying to explain something. If you put your hand into the fire, am I punishing you by getting burnt? 
it comes with it so the wages of sin is death God does not have to kill you when you sin you kill yourself by sinning oh come on yeah sin is soul suicide suicide means to cut off side means to cut sweet soul or self so suicide is to cut off oneself pesticide is to cut off what insecticide is to cut off decide is to cut off D no but that's what it is to cut off whatever is an option so you haven't made a decision until you cut off something so when you say I've decided to follow Jesus you're saying I've cut off some things <laughs> you've died to things decide right you get it now the wages of sin is death that means that when I sin as I live in sin I'm, I'm dead so the man who lives in sin who has the nature of sin is a dead man walking now because the wages of sin is death for you to escape the wages of sin as in to be a legitimate free person from the wages of sin which is death that means that somebody else has to die for you now even if you say I want to pay for my sins here is the issue if you were to pay for your sins with your death you will die as a result of the sin but you will not be able to resurrect to benefit from the life you will get by dying to sin let me try to explain it slower so that everybody can get it if you're saying that okay yes which of sin is death so let me die for my sins so I can be free from the death that was caused by my sin because you have death nature on the inside of your sin nature on the inside of you sin means that life cannot come out of it except another life comes to displace the death in that life so if I was to die for my sins I will not be able to resurrect because death has dominion over me because of the sin nature so it had to take somebody in Ockham who was free from sin whilst I was dead in sin he was free from sin and he comes he takes the death for me and because he has no sin death has no authorization over his life he is free from sin and death so he rises again but it says i cannot leave you in death because i already took the death you were supposed to be bound by that's why when he died i died with him and when he was raised i was raised with him so i am free from sin and death and guilt and shame and reproach because he died for me somebody shout hallelujah somebody shout glory 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 give me five more minutes please five more minutes do you understand it it's a it's divine logic it makes sense i cannot pay for food and somebody else who's hungry 
wants to eat the food I paid for and the people say no no no, you can't pay for the food I said I paid for it let him eat the food my soul does not have to starve anymore Jesus paid for the food for my soul my being does not have to be marred anymore Jesus paid for the fulfillment of my being my heart does not have to be broken anymore his heart was broken for my sake my mind does not have to be scattered or shattered anymore I speak to every mind under the sound of my voice your mind is integrated it's whole it's built up it's edified it's fortified you're raised was the only one that could do it <laughs> Elijah tried you couldn't call Elijah called down fire from heaven but it couldn't baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire Moses parted the Red Sea but it couldn't part the Red Sea of sin and self and sickness come on somebody Daniel he was in the lion's den but it was not the lion of the tribe of Judah but Jesus Christ he is the first and the last the beginning and the ending the alpha and the omega the overcomer the death destroyer the soul transformer the way and the way maker the truth the life the first of all things the firstborn of creation the firstborn of the dead from the dead and it told them it said see sin has no hold on me I'm almost done you know there's the confidence that comes from righteousness Whew. righteousness is the nature of God in the nature of God there is no fear so when you're confident, there's no trepidation. When you're conscious of your righteousness, there is no trepidation. Conscious of your righteousness, there is no overwhelm. The enemy cannot bugai you anymore. Look at somebody say, when the enemy wants to bugai you, God will give you Bugatti. Every time the enemy tries to harass you, the Holy Spirit says, No, you are mine. You belong to me. The Holy Spirit says, Like, I mean, it's mine. She's mine. She's got some attitude problems, but I paid for that too. She's got some character issues, but I paid for that too. He's got some issues, but I paid for that. I'll fix what's mine. I'll, I'll correct what's mine. I'll align what's mine. I will raise him on the last day. Yeah! he gave us expo in the life of Lazarus Lazarus was dead <laughs> Lazarus was dead Jesus said in the world where I'm from he's not dead he's asleep and we're going to wake him up <laughs> when the believer dies he does not die he sleeps <laughs> some of you have traveled out of the country but before you traveled out of the country all you knew was Nigeria and so when you went to Dubai or Singapore or Hong Kong or New York all of a sudden you saw walking systems and broad roads and fantastic runways and well-lit environments and it occurred to you that even this place beats my imagination because I had no reference point some people think having a mansion on earth is good wait till your first day on the streets of gold and you see the beauty of 
God's holiness. You will hear sounds that has no sulfur notation on any instrument. You will see colors that science has not discovered. You will see glory beyond the description of men and the articulation of words. Somebody shout hallelujah. So Lazarus was dead. And when Lazarus was dead, Jesus said we're going to wake him up look at somebody say when i eventually sleep at 120 he will wake me up when he's gonna wake me up he's gonna wake me up to feast with him he calls it the wedding party of the lamb that wedding party will not be televised or documented it's by the invitation only i am god's vip god's vvip i will dine with him jesus said we will not stop like this again until the wedding feast media team fire I'm almost done so he said we're going to wake him up how did he wake him up word Lazarus come forth every time God speaks a word like this to you the Lazarus in you is coming forth the righteous of God in you is being awakened your true identity is being stirred up because these are familiar words maybe your mind has not been able to articulate the way I'm articulating about the Spirit of God this morning but your spirit knows these things that's why he says that the spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are sons of God whereby we cry our father hold it let me just finish we'll sing that shortly he called him forth but Job, let me tell you what I love about this text what I really love about this text, Robinson, is this. Lazarus was sick. <laughs> you, you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lazarus was sick. And the word says that he died by that sickness. But when Lazarus came out of the tomb, no sickness anymore. The life of God so reversed all the issues because the Bible does not say that Jesus said, oh yeah, take him to the hospital. Go and treat him. God's life is so overwhelming, is so immersive that it swallows everything and replaces every dysfunction as we praise him this morning. The life of God will string forth. They came to the tomb. The word says that they came to see the tomb. They just came to show support, moral support. Let's go and identify. You know, when something is not going so well in your space, and we just say, let's go and call. Let's. That's what they were looking for. But you had to guess what happened. God, or the angel said, he is not here anymore. Resurrection changes our address. I am not there anymore. I'm not in sin anymore. I'm not in depression anymore. I'm not in failure anymore. I'm not in poverty anymore. I'm not in shame anymore. I'm not in disease anymore. He said he is not there. He is risen just as he said. When God raised you from spiritual destruction, he didn't just raise you. He started the process of upgrading every part of your life. Your mind is not messed up anymore. Your soul is not destroyed 
distraught anymore your finances are not a wreck anymore your sexuality is not perverted anymore somebody shout his reason somebody shout I'm risen with him somebody give God praise and glory give God praise and glory but cry Abba Father hallowed be your name hallowed be But cry of a father, hallowed be We cry of a father, hallowed Your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. 
Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Thank Him that your sins are forgiven. Thank Him that your name is written in the book of life. Thank Him that you are an overcomer. Thank Him that you are not defeated by death. sin you did not commit so that we can live a life we do not deserve thank you for rising for us and you didn't leave us in the midst of death you didn't leave us in the midst of decay and despondency you raised us up with you so that where you are, we are also. So that we have a place in you. We have a name in you. Peter says, those of us who were not a people, we have now become the people of God. John says, now are we the sons of God. Hiya. Woo. What a privilege. What an honor. To be of the family of God. So we can call you father and not be pretending. 
thank you for your life before we progress into other parts of the service I want to give somebody maybe two three five people here the opportunity to make a decision today the decision you're making is not the decision to live for Jesus that's not a decision it's the decision to receive the life of Jesus there is a difference one of them is you trying to be better trying to sound good trying to look good trying to work your way into God's good books and God says there is nothing you could ever do in your human frame that will earn you a place at my table and that's why I gave up my life he says anything you're gonna do will be as stained as your soul is any attempt to correct your ways will still be deficient even at your best and that's why it gives us his life and I know that many times it sounds so simple we feel like it should be more complicated more complex but the word says for God so loved the world that he gave he's the one given you're not the one giving your life to him he's the one giving his life to you a dead man has no life to give God gives you his life and it quickens you wherever you are this morning with your eyes closed you can just place your hand on your chest your hand on your chest as a sign as a symbol Lord I accept your sacrifice for me I accept the gift of redemption I put my faith in Jesus Christ I don't put my faith in my works in my efficiency in my standards in my experiences no I put my faith in you everybody in the house say thank you father can everybody say God I'm grateful that you love me you came into this world and you died so that my sins can be forgiven I acknowledge your sacrifice this morning I place my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ I believe in my heart I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord of my life he's the Savior of my soul the lover of my soul the transformer of my soul I receive that life today and the joy of a new beginning in Jesus name we've prayed if today was the first day you were you're saying that prayer from your heart the first day you really understood it please before you leave by the time we're welcoming first time and all of that you're leaving please you're gonna see somebody at the door who will place a card in your hand if you're the person you know you're one of those people who just want to be able to follow the conversation build on it supply with resources and pay special attention to your spiritual growth glory to God are we ready to praise the Lord like I said, we're just going to engage as the minister. We're going to flow and dance and lie and cry. And when I say lie, I mean lay on the floor, not tell lies. And the very first minister this morning is an amazing person. She's a writer, a singer, an artist, a violinist.
Some people have never seen a violinist live. They only saw the one in Titanic. Na, na, na. A violinist, classically trained musician. You know those people that know music? Some of us, we just have natural gifts. They, they have technical competence, as in they can read notes, they understand all the vibrato and the staccato and the shakuto and... Pardon? And what? Crescendo. Give me more, some more do's. Allegro. Asalero. Pardon? And the adagio. Yeah, you know there's the adagio? You know the adagio? That's when you go slow and all of that stuff. But it's a code word between me and my wife or something else. <laughs> Don't think too deep. So, she started music at a very early age. And when she was 15, she started playing the violin. What were you doing at 15? What did she say? You're following boys. Please, guys, in 2013, she performed at the Stellenbosch Orchestra. It sounds German, I don't know what it is. In 2014, she was privileged to travel with the prestigious Muson or Muson Diploma Choir to Grado Italiano for a choral competition where she took lead roles and they won gold medals. She was invited by the British Council to London in 2015, when I was still there, I didn't see you, Shah, but it's okay, London is big. To perform at the London Jazz Festival, she's had several opportunities and experiences in her music career, and we're so blessed to have her minister to us this Sunday morning. Let's celebrate the incredibly gifted, talented, and blessed Jennifer Obasi as she comes. Come on, people.
If you can play the violin, you can clap. If you can play violin, you can shout. If you can play the violin, you can express your gratitude with a jump, with a hum. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for redemption. Thank you that we are saved. generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this out